Central. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Alpha Bro Show. What's going on, everybody? I got Josh back again this week. We are going to be discussing mustaches. Should, should you wear them? And the correct answer is never. I thought we were talking about We're going to discuss too. it. What? Speak up, son. No one can hear me. Are you talking about? Can you hear me? What? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. hear you. Okay, you can. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought we were debating like beards or mustaches. I didn't know we were just. There's no debate there. So I didn't want to do that to you. And it's no, that's debate. not not at all we discussed. I have it wrote no. down. When you, you said you did research. So when you did your research and realized that mustaches were way better, now it's not a debate. Uh, we could have a part two and definitely go beard versus mustache. That's I'm fine with that. Cause I did do research and it's not even fucking close, like not even close. You did this is, this is the, so I'm going to drop some CDC, Dr. Fauci science on you real quick. Well, so so you're going to lie. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the only reason that a man would have a mustache is cause he can't grow a fucking beard. It's not true. It's science. Yes, no. it is true. It's fact. It is in the Bible somewhere. I'm almost a hundred percent, a hundred. I'm almost fifty percent, a hundred percent positive that it's in the Bible somewhere. What kind of person could only? And, and Je- Jesus, Jesus didn't have just a fucking mustache because Jesus oh, was gay. Yeah, Jesus was fucking stud alpha, maybe the alpha. Like, well, hey, that could be a show, I guess. Hey, what's uh, we get a new addition to your studio there? What is that over your over your right shoulder? Was that dress? Yeah, that skirt, your right shoulder. Yeah, that. Yeah, what is that? That's new. I'm glad That's you new. asked. Oh, it's a fuck. <laughs> you need to move it down because, like, where in the camera frame it looks like a the bottom of a skirt. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. You're a fucking nerd. I'm about to snap you out of existence, punk. I would definitely be one to survive. What the fuck? Ah, listen, listen. <laughs> That's so gay. <laughs> yeah! Fucking uh, Thanos, uh, motherfucker. You couldn't handle the Infinity Stones. There's no way. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have been like People a little could, bitch. I swear it looks like set, you need to lower it or something. Sitting there, it looks like a, a dress, like it's uh that's okay. the bottom of the skirt. Yeah, it's cool. I, I can be androgynous. I'm not afraid to uh, tap into my feminine side. We know, we know. Right. I thought you were no debate. Mustaches are better than beards. Guys that have beards look homeless. Yes, that brings me to my first point. Like, what what are the things that are synonymous with beards? Hold on. No, no. Don't wait, try to hijack no, no, my no, show, no. motherfucker. I'm, I'm just no. hijacking my show. Hipsters. No. Hipsters. Vikings. Yeah, hipsters. No, no. Abe no. Lincoln. Nobody thinks of fucking Vikings except for you. Nobody but Everybody you. Everybody thinks of. I have a guy at the gym that don't know my name that calls me Viking. Oh, my God. You're probably like, man, I'm just going to call you Viking. I'm like, that's all like, good, brother. That's exactly what you should call me. No. Hippies. Homelessness, homelessness. Okay, homeless mustache, pedophile, creeper. Porn stars. Porn stars? Yes, porn star mustache. Firemen, all cool shit. Firemen only have mustaches because they can't grow beards. And like, I say can't, meaning that 
per SOP they can. Well, that's true. That's because mustaches are way cooler. And they're synonymous with being a hero. There's no way. There's no way. If we polled a million people, everybody thinks it's 999.9% of all people polled would say beards are better than mustaches. Other than this one person in the fucking chat who is obviously drunk (laughs) or a a chick. And it is a chick. (laughs) Who is it? I can't say. All right, so what you got? And I hijacked your show. It's your fucking show. I just show up. Oh, no, I'm ready to battle. I'm ready to battle beards now. You can't call out the fucking beards, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Already, already Again, Viking. Already did, and, and our one listener agrees. <laughs> we have six viewers. I'm just waiting for them to chime in. They're going to chime in any minute. All so, right, guys, so all right, I'm asking. Beards or creepy little pedophile mustaches with by dudes that drive vans with no fucking windows in them or Viking beards, like fucking Thor. Well, yeah. When you describe it like that, of course, people are gonna go. I do. That's the only way to just fucking describe it now. Okay. All right. To, to full transparency. The only two people that should have a fucking mustache are Sam Elliott and Tom Selleck. The two best mustaches of all time. What about your hero, Stan Lee? He had a mustache. Hmm. You're not my hero. Oh, yeah. Dude, you had a comic book fucking podcast for years. You've uh, got more comic books than finally, most comic book stores. What? I mean, no. Yeah, hey. So how could you not be a fan of Stan Lee? He's like the comic I book. am a fan of Stan Lee. He, he had, had a, a mustache. Little wispy-ass mustache. He couldn't grow a beard. He was a nerd. He was a comic nerd. He made comic book. You just answered your own question. He made comic book characters, so therefore he couldn't grow a manly beard. And I have someone in the chat now saying, fucking beards. Skull. Skull, brother. Skull, Brandon. Thank you, sir. Brandon knows. He's a fucking warrior. He knows. Yeah, who else? Who else had mustaches? There's all kinds of Navy SEALs that have mustaches. Oh, wait a minute. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue for you real quick. All right. Cowboys. Oh, my God. You know how I feel about cowboys. You fucking hate them. I don't hate cowboys. Like, that's where you get me wrong. I don't hate cowboys in, like, cowboy time. I hate cowboys now. Like, guys that dress like cowboys now. Like, drugstore like, cowboys. Yeah, is that what they call them? I don't know. Yeah, real cowboys call those cowboys drugstore cowboys. Yeah, hey, if you're a cowboy and you ride bulls, you ride horses. Sure. Okay. Then you're a goddamn cowboy. Okay. But like, well, there's a dude really. that is to your point. There's a guy dressing like fucking wide herb that ain't never been on a fucking horse and be scared to death to get on one. Exactly, and that's yeah. who you see. Poser. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we I mean, all hate posers in any mustache or beard. We all hate fucking posers. So which is. I mean, there's nobody driving cattle to the slaughterhouse anymore. So even the guys that ride bulls, yeah, they, do. They, don't have, they don't do How that do shit. Get beef? They drive a fucking truck. How do you think it gets from the fucking pat? Do you think that the truck backs up into the pasture and all the cows get in it? Yeah, actually, I do. It's like it's exactly how you think there's guys out there with horses no, and fucking man. There's cattle. all kinds of ranches out west that they, dude, uh, uh cattle rustlers, uh, 
is a pretty good job. Is it? Yeah. I don't believe you. Dude, yes. Watch Yellowstone, which is set in today's time. Yellowstone Ranch, they got, dude, they probably had 60 cattle rustlers because they got so much, so many lands, so many heads of cattle. They're not riding like a, a quad or four wheelers and shit like that. Some of them, actually, uh, uh, well, Yellowstone, they have a helicopter even. Like they have a helicopter that like rides over like when fences break and cattle get out but you still gotta have you have dogs you have australian shepherds that herd cattle you have and you have cattle rustlers that that's their ranch hands is what they're called but you know that's like okay so there you go as a new boy as a new ranch hand one of the first things you have to do is you to keep your job basically uh, and if you want to like move up the hierarchy of being a ranch hand, you need to learn how to cattle rustle. Like, you know, riding. So, cause that, that, that incorporates everything, riding, taking care of your horse, being able to steer the cattle, knowing the property and where you are heading them to. Yeah. It's all, it's a big thing, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cowboy shit, dog. Knowledgeable dude. Yeah. I think you're lying, but that's cool. <laughs> That is the best, most well-constructed lie of all time. I've watched Tombstone a hundred times. I've never seen a fucking helicopter. Not one time in that show. Uh, Tombstone? Yeah, motherfucker, because they wasn't around then. Yeah, but that's when cowboys were around. There are no cowboys We just established that if you ride horses, you could be a cowboy. I think there's a country song that says there are no cowboys. Well, you got me there because I don't don't listen to it. Because I think it's fucking garbage. Somebody can Google that. Where have the cowboys gone? I think that's what it's called. Well, yeah, it sounds stupid, but well, country singers. Well, uh, they're out west, obviously. You know where? You know who wrote that song? They were in New York. <laughs> no, were, I think it's. Uh, well, they were hitting people with rocks and throwing slingshots at them because they can't defend themselves. I should have. Hulk Hogan had a mustache. You can't deny his points. Okay. okay, I mean it was. Yeah. It was not a great you can't mustache. Deny these people, huh? It wasn't a great mustache. It was a pretty fucking cool mustache. The handlebar mustache. I mean, man, when you say cool mustache, it makes me want to laugh every time. It's like the most, it's most the ob- obtuse oxymoron I've ever fucking heard in my life. Well, hang, hang on, I, I like this. This this shows what a hypocrite you are. Okay. For the first for the first fucking ten years that I knew you, you had a fucking mustache. And we made fun of you all the time for having a fucking mustache. Hey, and, and yeah. rightly so. Well, but we were young. And that just shows now the level of older. love that y'all had for me because a good friend, like I tried to do you and Doug when we were at sixes. Nobody ever said, hey, Travis, shave that girl's beard. Things on your face. I tried to tell you guys, I get it. It's November. We can't wear beards. But you still have to go home for fucking 48 hours. So, and you look ridiculous. You still have to go to Kroger. You still have to do shit with your kids. You still have to do things in civilian life with a fucking handle, a, a gross, goofy ass handlebar mustache. And sure I told you all that because I cared about you all. For 10 years that you knew me, you didn't care enough to go trap, dude. You got to shave that motherfucker off. Yeah, but I never said, hey, grow a beard either. Because we couldn't. I'm just saying. I wish, okay, I wish you could grow a beard. Yeah, never said that. 
But anyway, that's what I'm saying. You're hating on all these mustaches, but you yeah. totally went around for fucking like you were the shit for 10 years. So. Yeah, I was. You can read it. Because I had a mustache. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you say you've matured from that? I have a beard. Well, hang yes. on. When you had a mustache, were you able to grow a beard? And I don't mean SOP. Yes. Physically, been able to grow a beard. I think you probably were lacking enough testosterone to probably grow a beard. I, I, I probably could have grown a beard in my third trimester in my mom's fucking belly. <laughs> I had that much testosterone. That's actually what I was going to say myself. <laughs> <laughs> Stole it. Stole yeah, that joke. Who else? No, but so now that we've we've established that beards are cooler uh Dude, beards beards are like like cosmetics or makeup for for dudes seriously it's like okay it change, yeah yeah i mean it's it changes your entire appearance and then when that guy shaves if he's had a beard longer than three years and he shaves his face people are like what the fuck dude so so before i got on the fire department i had a goatee i had a goatee everybody was like no man dude you look just like mark mcguire you look just like mark mcguire because you know mark mcguire was a big thing then right and then i get on the fire department and i had to shave it like i didn't even wait till i got on i shaved it for my interview because i knew i couldn't go in with a uh, goatee so i just went ahead and shaved it off and all my friends huh you didn't even have the mustache then when you tried no, it? No, I shaved it off. I was clean shaving because, you know, per SOP, per grooming standards, whatever. Sure. No, you can have a mustache, but I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to show them how clean shaving and fucking squared away I am right here. And all my friends were like, what the fuck did you do? Because I had a big, thick-ass goatee. I mean, I've been growing it for a couple years, you know? Yeah. So. Huh? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like. I mean, well, case in point, Abraham Lincoln, you know, like when he, when he was trying out uh, or when he was becoming president, he was clean shaven. And I mean, he's not a good looking dude at all. Oh, like, Abe Lincoln is fucking he's kind of like handicapped looking in a way. Just yeah. not saying anything is handicapped people. I'm sure there's good looking handicapped people out there. I'm just say saying he looked like he had something wrong with it. Yeah. But no, but he yeah. So like when he was becoming president or whatever. Uh, some little girl, I think she was like 11 years old, was like, wrote him and was like, hey, man, like, you're, you're, you're ugly as fuck. Basically, you're ugly as fuck, man. You need to grow a beard so people will accept you. God damn and, and what? I should have wore my Tactical Abe shirt. Shut up. What? I love that shirt because of that. Man, I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> just, just so you know. I'm, I'm not drinking. Bro. I'm not even drinking anything. Well, okay. that's your fault. That's well, not there's fault, a reason. Though which we hadn't even got into yet. Well, go ahead. So Abraham Lincoln. No, no, no. So anyway, so Abraham Lincoln, basically, he wouldn't have been president had he not grown a beard, right? But, but, no, hang on, I ain't done. But he didn't have a mustache. He shaved, he didn't have the mustache. He just had the fucking Shenandoah, chin curtain, whatever fucking. So my point is, is that slavery probably would have been taken care of a lot better if he had a mustache (laughs) because he would have been a better guy. Like, I'm not saying he fucked everything up, but he definitely didn't resolve all of the issues. Yeah. And I think with a complete facial hair or I'm, with just a mustache, he'd have been yeah. up that. I'm pretty sure that I he would have did a better job 
if I if I pulled him out of the grave this morning, he would do a better job of getting Americans out of Afghanistan right now than the current president. <laughs> um my kids would do a better job that's just me um so really really quick because i have something on the mustache part in the beard and you know i do because i told you about it already uh so steve uh hey brothers i've missed you guys been tied up with my mom for the last three months she passed recently but i'm back and growing my beard first very very sorry for your loss steve Uh, I, i i hope she's in a better place um and i hope you're you're doing well with it uh b Fuck yes, dog. Grow your fucking beard. Next time I see you, I want to see fucking Viking Johnny Appleseed Steve. Uh, serious questions. So what's great about a beard other than saying it's fucking awesome or badass? Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, what else is there to say? Fecal matter. Uh, fo- like fecal matter don't get in the fucking... How does fecal matter get in your beard if it don't get in your mustache? You know how fecal matter gets in your beard? Dirty motherfuckers don't wash your hands, i.e. you. And you do this and you get poop in your beard. Or yeah. you do this. Hey. David looks gay. Will looks cooler. Hey, if you're if you're watching the live stream right now, what looks cooler? This or this? Goofy. That's what makes it better. Yeah, see, I always thought uh, it was so, like, so, hey, so, hold on, hold on. Oh I gotta get back, I gotta get to my point. So, you're talking about the mustache, no mustache and a beard. Mm-hmm. The Amish, mm-hmm. you know, if you notice the Amish, they have beards, but no mustache. Sure. And that is because when they come here from Austria, um, they didn't, the Germans tried to force them, they're pacifists. So they were trying to force Amish into the military. And apparently most of the German soldiers had mustaches. So that is the reason to this day, Amish do not wear a mustache. And it's not so much as the more I did research, it's not so much as in defiance of Germany and like that whole shit show. Uh, It's like, cause they're pacifists. And they don't have a mustache. It's kind of like a anti-military thing. Which, okay, glad you came to America, home of the free, and the and the American military lets you keep your weird ass shit going on. But whatever. I something in the, I thought it was something in the Bible. Uh, no, it's not. No. Well, no, no, yeah, uh, no, pretty sure. No, I well, I researched it. Well. Ed Selock just went to Michigan, which has a huge Amish community. He was telling me the story. And then in research for the show, which I already had that in my notes, but then I found another thing that said why the Amish doesn't have um, mustaches. Um, so Brandon Hawkins said, Where is showed up to my interview for the fire department with a full beard, was complimented on it for balls showing up with one. Beards show grit and manliness. Well, hang on. People I got who don't question. agree can't grow one. Uh, I got God one. damn right. Skull is, guy, is he a fireman? Is this guy a fireman? Yeah, he's a fireman. Who, is it? who was it? Brandon Hawkins. He's a fireman. Oh, my God. This fucking guy again? This guy's going to wind up killing me. 
I'll this motherfucker you. can be, he can fucking chime in anytime he wants oh, to. Oh, yeah, because he's always on your side, especially now that hey, they put him last time. Hey, men, men, back up men. We don't back up men with mustaches. That's just I'll see you at Kroger tomorrow, is, Hawkins. I'll see you at Kroger tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Audrey says, have you men not realized that women do not like beers, especially in the bedroom? So do you want to feel cool to your bros or do you want to get laid? That's a really good point. Uh, is uh, it? It is a good point, actually. Yeah. And I know you guys probably got some statistics that you probably look Oh my God. Thank you for reminding me. I was actually about to start arguing, but I have, I should have checked my mag because I have ammo. Oh my God. <laughs> actually, it's, it's in, it's in favor of, now nah, I, I take that back. It's not in favor of mustaches. It is in favor of facial hair. Okay, um, 33% of women think facial hair uh, makes a man look more mature. Yeah, no shit. We're not fucking 12, stupid. Uh, 22% feel like it makes you more masculine. True. 26% think you're more sexy. So... Yeah, I'm getting laid. She's laid, bro. You're married. And I'll tell you this. So, like, it's like, and Josh, you, you'll you'll not want to agree with me, but you will. Uh, oh, and Brandon said, watch your six, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you. Oh, shit. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say now. Anyway, it's like. You're going to have girls that go, oh, my God, that guy's got muscles. How disgusting. He's all into himself. Eh. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of chicks that like guys with muscles. There's a lot of chicks that like guys with dad bods. There's a lot of chicks that like dudes that have bald heads. I'll never understand that one myself, you know, but there's a lot of chicks that like dudes with bald heads. There's That's weird of, to me. There's a lot of older dudes with beards that like other dudes. Bears, I think they call them, don't they? Bears or are they cubs? <laughs> bears. <laughs> oh, they're bears. Are they yeah. black bears or grizzly bears? Doesn't matter. It's a bear. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. yeah. Unless we break the bears down themselves, if we just say bear, it doesn't matter. Still. Are you just trying not to discriminate against bears or is there rationale? I'm just saying, and that's where I thought the fecal matter came from was like bears? Blowing dudes. No, like, that's where I thought it came from. Actually, they did a study. So you thought fecal matter in the mustache came from blowing dudes. It probably yeah. did on your mustache. Yeah. yeah. From what? A mustache. <laughs> right. No, no, you were correct. From your mustache. Yeah. That's that's anatomically not correct. Like, oh, so correct. No. Your mustache. Yeah, I'm thinking about low. it in my head right now. Which way are you laying? Butthole needs to be oh, you're, so as you're, your mustache is tickling. My butthole. Yes, I can so, fuck that is anatomically so correct. You're probably like hanging from my own swings or something. That's how you well, do I mean, that. whatever. No, I mean, cool. Cool. whatever you gotta do to get fecal matter in your mustache, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with beard. the beard, lol. Would you like girls' face or other parts to be a big ass bush? No, you don't. You don't know that. You do not know that. I might like the old 70s bush. I'm going to say no. I'm 
You're going to say no? Yeah, I'm going to say you. I do know. I'd say you probably say no. You don't prefer hair on a woman's face or. or I don't. Uh, I, no, I don't like hair on a woman's face for a thousand other reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, I don't like my women to be masculine. Okay. Femininity is um, not expressed that way. So that's why I don't like women to have beards. That's a fucking moronic question to begin with. Uh, and you don't know that I don't like a good old seventies bush to go down on. And uh, while I'm down there, I may not like, like, I know the racing stripe and the bald, the shave is the thing. Okay. That's cool. Whatever. It's still peanut butter and jelly. Everybody loves peanut butter and jelly. So it doesn't matter if there's a little something on it. You're still going to fucking eat it probably. All right. right. But if there's a, if there is a big ass fucking hedgehog down there, I might just go ahead and get down anyway as in hedgehog you mean dick <laughs> see right. only a guy with a mustache says that only anyway, a guy with a mustache anyway. says that yeah so so basically is what we're saying here is that beards mustaches there's ebbs and flows throughout history when like they were popular when they went out of popularity and come back and all of that shit right correct okay yes so, so there's been a preference throughout history like there's no right or wrong answer here no, well, facial. So it's it's really hard to distinguish between mustaches and beards, anyway. Like, because you know, through again through the history, beards, mustaches, they uh, they do all the things that I mentioned in the in the poll. They exude manliness. They exude maturity. They they display a uh, established man uh, through history. Yeah, they say that like, cultures that were predominantly male tend to have more facial hair because they're not necessarily competing for the other gender. They're competing for the top of masculine status among right. other men. And obviously that shows more testosterone, you know, and uh, just manliness in general. Right. Yeah, it, it ex- yeah. exudes confidence, power. I mean, it goes it goes above all that. Like you know what I mean? Confident I mean, now with a beard. What's that? You you feel like you're more confident with a beard now? Than- I, yeah, because I like my beard, and okay. that well, makes me feel more self confidence. So therefore, I exude and display more confidence. If that's if that was possible before, I was pretty confident, clean shaven. But you know, yeah. <clears throat> You know, they used to when, take, I've seen something where they used to, t- like, they were so against beards. I think it was Julius Caesar. They used to take clamshells because they didn't have razors or whatever and literally rip their, their hair out of their face. That's true. This is, a, this is guys, if you're listening to this, I apologize. This is hey, a Google lie. This true. is totally made up. No, it's true. No, Absolutely it's not. True. It's not. I'm going to Google it right now. Google it. Like Clamshells, Clam Julius Caesar, Julius Caesar's Caesars. <laughs> oh Clam my God. Shells. That's a that's a. Is that yeah, an Olive Garden? Yeah. Can I get that at Olive Garden? <laughs> that's, that's, well, remember, I already said that shit. Yes, I do. <laughs> Did he have a Julius Caesar or a Grandma <laughs> Caesar? 
Oh my God, motherfucker. You know, that's not a real seizure. I know. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. No, he wasn't kidding. He thought no, he wasn't kidding at all. Thing. He wants to be on the show so bad. He's retired now. So, Oh, I mean, not part of that. Yeah, you know, it might be a good guess. Actually, we can make fun yeah. of him and he could like shit on all the white hats. Oh, sorry. Be, sorry, Josh. That'll be you all. I like, I like our administration. Sorry. Sorry, Josh. Mustache yeah. motherfucker. So basically, anyway, um, so with the history of, of mustaches and beards, actually, with the fire service. Now, this is anecdotal. And what I mean by that, it's like there's really no, like, this isn't confirmed. So fact checkers suck a dick. But apparently, back in the day, firefighters wore all of them had beards and mustaches because what they would do is, is they would dip them in water put them in their mouth and breathe the you know the 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 filtered air through their beards as they went in and fought fire yeah. now of course is technology and everything advanced scba mask and everything that's one of the reasons most firefighters and military for that matter um i think the navy's uh, one of the one of the exceptions but they we know they have grooming standards and one of the reasons we can't grow beards is because of our scba and affecting the seal yeah Um, like gas mask and shit like that in the world war Uh, i guess when the military changed their policy to you know when they started having to use what gas mask they didn't get a seal so it's probably along the same lines well it is but like a lot of grooming standards, uniform standards, they're not about grooming standards and uniform standards. You know what I mean? There's a there's a a bigger picture that A, you're keeping everybody uniform, B, you're keeping them professional looking, but C, there is a um a routine that that it puts you in doing all these things, getting your uniform ready for inspection being groomed every day at eight o'clock, uh, you know, at 0800, you know, all these things, they, 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 uh, induce a culture is a reason that a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of, um, branches of the military and fire and police for that matter. Uh, we have grooming standards, you know, cause what you'll do is when you got a company, let's just say you got a company that's getting out of control, like, uh, IE truck four, when Josh was there, like these motherfuckers did whatever they wanted to do. They never wore their gear. They never, you know, they didn't give a shit. They were cowboys. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they used to call y'all that. cowboys. Nobody likes why them. You make cowboys so bad. I fucking yeah. figured it out. <laughs> All right. So what they would do is when you had some companies getting out of line, they would start hammering the dumb shit, uh, grooming standards, safety procedure, coming by and doing bedroom inspection. They would come by and do all this shit. And it wasn't because we really need you to make your fucking bed. It wasn't that it was, Hey guys, this is what we got to do. You ain't doing the little shit. You ain't going to do the big shit. You know what I mean? Phone line. Fall in line, motherfucker. Fall in line. Then November comes around, 
And all these goofy motherfuckers start growing the ridiculous handlebar mustaches that were highly out of regulation because it could only come a quarter of an inch past the corner of your lip. I.e. my co-host, his handlebar came down to his butt chin and it's like, God damn it. And one, one guy on the whole fire department said something. Did they? One guy. Who? Yeah. Oh my One God! He was in our class, so. Brant? No, fuck no! I wouldn't care. I was about to say he's gone, so he must Stinson. No, no, they're all still gone. I mean, I, I hadn't. Yeah, this is back when it, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody said anything, you know. And it's kind of like you know, these guys all do a good job. I mean, it's do we really need to pick on them for these little infractions when they're doing a hell of a fucking job? Well, everything else they do. Right. Well, I mean, look at your girls, look at your tier one guys. I mean, that's one of the reasons that they they have lax grooming standards and everything is because they're pretty fucking squared away dudes and they've proven that through their career. So they've kind of, I don't say earn that right, but they have. Uh, well, they so call it being mission ready. But, you know, so if you're doing your job, then nobody should be bitching at you about grooming standards bedroom uh is that a legal shirt i think we only wear that shirt during um wow the the pink shirts we used to wear during cancer month you know what i mean yeah may like oh yeah you can't wear that shirt unless it's may and you know they would do oh the carhartts you know the carhartt jackets that you know well, we are a dive team. Well, but it's not an SOP that says y'all can wear these car hearts and you got to be on the river if you're wearing them. You know, it's just dumb shit. Yeah. Colonel Nally, fucking Nally, uh, this cocksucker, you know, like it would be fucking below freezing. This motherfucker got on me at fucking midnight one night because we stopped in to get fuel at headquarters. I was working a detail at Engine 5 Tower 2. And we get out to get fucking fuel. We had been on a car fire. I was hot and sweaty because I had all this fucking shit on. I take my bunkers off. I got sweatpants. He loses his mind. But that's the kind of douchebag that does shit like that. You know, I'll call him a fucking douchebag to his fucking face. (laughs) No, Bull fucking shit. I'm going to set that shit up. Set it up, motherfucker. I'll tell him. He no, knows I think, I'll fucking tell well, him. I think a lot of I think a lot of guys, not to get off on another tangent, but I mean it's 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 hard to solve hard problems, you know, like the difficult things like say morale or you know, other big problems that you see in the fire service, but it's easy to fix a guy's socks, you know. Like it's so I think some guys tend to attack those things because they don't know how to solve big problems. So they become they become the uniform guy or they become the, you know, haircut guy or the, you know, it it just I don't know. It's silly to me, but and I get it, too. Like you said, if you're not taking care of the little things, other shit tends to unravel. You know what I mean? Right. So it there are two ways of thinking on that. And I I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. But well, it's it's also how how you look at it, too. I mean, this was a, you know, my example that I use. This is a colonel addressing a firefighter which shouldn't take place anyway never there's a chain of command up and down yep and so. guess what oh i'm breaking an sop you fucking are too yeah. you know what i mean 
And guess what you also did? Everybody that you just fucking did that in front of, they all look at you like you're a fucking douche and a fucking hypocrite. You know, but he goes to bed at night sleeping well. Most of those fuckers do. That's the bad thing is there's no, and we get another fuck conversation about that shit, but there's no oversight of, of that group. I mean, like an infraction from up to down, meaning, you know. Exactly. When's the last time you've seen a district chief get in trouble? We've all seen them do dumb shit, fucked up shit that we would get rolled up for. We've all seen colonels break fucking SOP. No one ever, when's the last time they were ever put on charges? Uh, happens all the fucking time. But guess who gets put on charges? You will. You'll be up for demotion. I will. Can't demote me nowhere. But, I mean, that's when I was on the job because I was just a firefighter. But, you know, like, I might get days off or something. But then a district chief goes and violates two or three different SOPs on a fucking working structure fire. Nothing's ever fucking said to him. Colonels do it. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a minute. What I mean, I, I too have broken plenty of rules on a daily basis. I mean, you can't follow everything and I get away with it, you know? Okay. So, I'm just saying, you know, it kind of, kind of works both ways. It doesn't work both ways. Cause you got somebody watching you. Yeah. Well, Again, okay. when's yeah. the last time you seen a district chief or a Colonel get in trouble? Never. You've never seen it. I didn't see it in 22 years. You ain't seen it in 23 years. I know, right? It's That's sure what I'm saying. Happened. Sure, it's happened. But. If it was, if it was the rank and file, you could come up with a fucking, you could come up with twenty right off the top of your head. Yeah. But we can't. We, you know, there's, 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 you know, that's the. You know, well, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about the hierarchy and, you know, the, the thing about hierarchy is, is the higher they get, you know, we, we elevate people that solve problems. Okay. Because society groups, we want to see society workplaces need people that can solve problems. So you elevate those people, i.e. chain of command, i.e. promotion, blah, blah, blah. Now you got this people at the top, you got the, the disenfranchised at the bottom, which are firefighters, sergeants, whatever. And now you've got no voice. You got no voice here. Okay. The union should be a voice. It's usually not, especially when it comes to shit like that. Cause they don't want to fucking rock the boat of the, of the uppers because they're trying to get there too. For most of them, all, all, uh, and ulterior motives. Right. But you've got nobody watching the top. So they fucking run amok. So guess what happens to the disenfranchised? Oh, we're getting more disenfranchised. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I also think that's what stems a lot of guys wanting to be promoted. Because they feel like, yeah, the shit runs downhill, but it might just run here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't agree with all this entirely. I mean, okay. Uh, well, what don't you agree with? Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it so extreme, like you're painting it out to be. I mean, it, I mean, I don't, most of the guys that I see get in trouble that are outside of the command staff have usually done some pretty fucking dumb shit. I'm you not know? talking I mean, about like, those guys. Don't, you, you can't change the argument. You, cha you just change the entire argument. I wasn't talking about anybody outside the command staff. The command staff is exactly who I'm talking about. Because again, for the third time, 
everybody outside the command staff, they will get in trouble. They do have somebody watching over them. The command staff. Who do they answer to? I mean, there's a structure there, but you're saying that structure don't work and it doesn't. <sighs> I'm, that's what I'm I saying. I got to work tomorrow, dude. <laughs> I know you do. I'm just saying. I mean, I just don't, I don't, don't see change it. I don't my argument. See it as, you don't have to say anything else, but just don't change my argument. I'm not. It's what I'm saying is the people that I see get in trouble usually done some pretty dumb shit. So For sure. in, my, in my opinion, they fucking deserved it anyway. Absolutely. For the, for the no part. argument here. Okay. Well, and I'm just saying that you're saying that nobody above that gets in trouble. I mean, w w what's the last time? I mean, give an example. Somebody has done some really dumb shit that deserved the, you know, some discipline for that. Above. Oh, okay. I, I, too general. That's easy, I don't that's get into easy for me. Okay. Um, you know, when when a when a district chief sees that a building is about to fucking fall, and then he tells everybody not to go in that building, but we're still fighting the structure right beside it that's four feet away, and oh, the building falls and hits a guy. Uh, are we gonna talk about this? No, we won't talk about this. Okay. Um i.e. a Bellarmine coach dies at an apartment fire because a district chief puts the first truck in fucking writ. We had people jumping out of the fucking windows. Did anybody address the district chief that put the first truck company on a scene in writ? No, they didn't. Now, let a captain, let a captain make that decision. <laughs> I know you ain't saying nothing, and that's just too oh, off the top of my good. head. Those were easy. Now I go back 20 years and name you a bunch more. But that's the kind of shit I'm fucking talking about. You know, now you and I were lucky for most of our career, we had really, really, really good district chiefs. We had really good car files. We had really good safety officers. So, you know, when I say I can go back 23 years, and name you a bunch, I probably can't. But I, we, we were fortunate enough to work in an environment that was highly skilled, highly experienced. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you go outside of that and there's a lot of dumb shit going on. Uh, okay. I worked a trade one day. I'd been out in the fourth for a long time. I worked a trade one day for a guy 22s. We're extra equipment on a fucking house fire with exposure problems. I pull in, think I'm going to be fucking vampire. I'm, it's 21st in bank. I was at 22s. We roll by. I looked in the alley. There's no one in the rear. And I'm like, I fucking slam on the brakes. Joe Hank was uh, riding water. I said, fuck, Joe. There ain't nobody back here. We got to fucking lay in. And when the fire was out, what did I do? I walked up to the colonel, the district chief, and the two captains that were standing out front and asked them, are you motherfuckers too good to get in the rear of this thing? Because there was a lot of fire back here. You know, that's what I'm saying. But there was a colonel there. He should have been asked, said, district chief, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, the district chief shouldn't even have to. I mean, that, that's, that's company level shit. I mean, you know where the fuck you're responding to on a 
Okay. So when the company fucks up, who gets on them? Yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, I don't know. The, the district chief. Yeah. I don't know. Then if it was the district chief's fucking decision, who, who, who does he answer to? He should answer to the fucking Colonel. Yeah. I mean, That's I don't what I'm know saying, man. So, I mean, it's what it comes down to usually is that that person will, I mean, you know, you're making decisions, you know, split second without a ton of information. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking up for them, but I'm saying they're that that level uh, of command over a fire is difficult because you don't see the entire picture, you know, right away. Yeah, so especially making, when you have nobody in the rear, you don't see it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, so you're making calls, and and sometimes shit happens. Dude. That's one on one, man. You know that as well as I do. That's fire department one on one. Second yeah, is those are the fucking rear. Twenty first sure. and Lytle. If if sixes didn't in first thing once they were, then engine two goes to the fucking rear. They didn't, you know, dude. It's fucking that shit's easy. You're making excuses, and I understand why you are. No, I'm not making excuses. I was more talking about tactical errors that happen on a scene, like out where people actually get hurt. Like you talked about the building collapsing, yep. which I know the incident you're talking about. I don't. I wasn't there, obviously, but um, was I know fires. And I know it's, it's tough to see everything, you know, it's tough to know exactly what's going to happen from minute to minute. And I think sometimes people make mistakes. And I think when at that level, like at a district chief level and a car five comes to that person and says, Hey, you know, like what the fuck happened here, you know, and then they give their spill on, Hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't see that. I did. I wasn't getting information from the rear. I didn't know that was going on. It was, that know, happens. So, yeah, so, I mean, so that person isn't necessarily responsible, you know, he, I mean, for, no, he, he's responsible for the scene. I get it. He is. Huh? He, yeah, he is. But I'm saying that sometimes shit happens in our job. And those people that were in that immediate area also should have noticed what was going on and, and taken some precaution, you know. Okay. Well. So, so when, I mean, when Seamus and them were trying to fucking enter that building, I told him, hey. Don't go in there. This building was fucking a loss anyway. They're both fucking lost, basically. But I said, don't go in there. We're going to try to get in this exposure building and knock down what's in there. They were both fucking vacant. Never. And, and I look back. So, see, here's the difference. I look back. Me just being a fucking knuckle dragon firefighter. I look back going. I should have told everybody to get the fucking way. I should have told everybody get the fuck away. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. When they're saying, you know, uh, shit, engine 16 is making entry in the rear. Engine 16, are you making entry in the rear? I mean, this is command. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. You just said this building's about to fucking go. We don't know what direction it's going to fucking go in, you know? But, you know, I, I, again, you're, I see what you're saying. But, and I'll say it, the Louisville Fire Department has created a culture, and you're seeing it more and more, apparently, with the guys that got five, six, seven, eight, nine years on that have to be told what to do. Like, when we were at Sixes, no one had to fucking tell us what to do when we arrived on the scene. If they did, fantastic. But guess what? If we seen something else that needed to be done that we felt with our experience, it took a... Uh, a higher priority we did that instead but i think 
experience was a key word there. I, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I, I totally agree. Not, not disagreeing with that at all. But in the same token, you still have, to your point, the people that are outside that don't get to see everything, you know, they, they're, they're still accountable. So I want to read a, a chat comment because I think it's excellent. <laughs> accountability is accountability. If you're private or an infantry company commander or even a division commander, all should be held responsible and charged accordingly. Toxic work environments are created when young enlisted men watch the senior enlisted men get away with the same shit. While the younger enlisted lose time and pay for the same shit. Simply lead by example. All men put their bunkers on the same way. And that's, and that's fucking, that's, Totally correct. Oh, and Misty Stein also agrees with me saying Samuel Stash is the stashiest of them all. <laughs> and it totally fucking is, Misty. It absolutely is. Um, and, you know, that's, I think, I don't know, man. I just, I hate it because I see more and more. Oh, uh, so, I mean, like in life, like in the political spectrum, identity politics. Uh, you know, Democrats that push for fucking mask mandates, they're the last ones to fucking do them. They get on fucking planes. They have fucking birthday parties with 400 people and the DJ posts pictures on Instagram. They're like, oh, you got to take that shit down. Always wearing a mask. But you're pushing for mask mandates. It's like the, the hypocrisy. People, I hope people see right through it. And on the fire service, it's the same way. It's like, look, man, you know, you're going to get on this guy for not knowing where this hydrant was, or you're going to get on this guy for not going down St. X when he could have bucked Bank Street. But wait a minute. I understand that. And you're right. Like, man, I fucked up, Mage. You're right. But when you fuck up, who tells you you fucked up? I hope they do, but I hope it's, you know, kind of like that. I mean, you didn't get any, uh, you know, any disciplinary action, you just got something got pointed out to you that you did wrong. And it usually that's usually in the fire service where it begins and where it ends, unless that sure. person is like, hey, fuck you. I, you know, they buck that, you know, argument. And it's like, and then they cause friction. And now it's now it's a matter of egos. Now you're uh, getting there's enough, a lot of that. You know, Whoa. so go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. And no, I no, think no, it's I think it's probably the same way. I mean, clearly I'm not like a safety officer or a car five or a chief or anything like that. But I, I guarantee you, they, they talk to each other and say, Hey man, you know, what the fuck was up with that deal? You know? And, you know, I mean, it probably gets, it stays right there. I don't know. And in his example, I mean, we don't see that, you know, we don't see that happening. So we're thinking, eh, they just get away with everything, you know, to his so example, then, we don't see men leading by example. Yeah. And that's, I'm not saying it's their fault. What I'm saying is, is that to, to, to his example, when you say lead by example, right? So I shouldn't be getting on you for shit that I would have done, right? Sure. You know what I mean? And, you know, the, the fire department's a little, a, a little weird because we deal with crazy shit all the time. Like, in my last four years at fucking Quintin, me and Art Alexander did shit that he had never done in 30 years of his career. You know, water rescues on a fucking uh, aerial ladder in fucking Beargrass Creek. 
car extrications that were just fucking insane. Like shit that we've never seen before. Either one of us. So, so it's a, I get it. It's a fluid situation. You know what I mean? And like you said, it should be more like, Hey, look, man, y'all did this should have been this, but we don't see that sometimes it's this dude's a piece of shit because he fucked up this. And it's like, well, wait a minute, dude, the district chief's a piece of shit because he did this, but we don't see those guys put on charges. That's what I'm saying. It's optics, right? It's, it's, it, it is optics. And I understand that to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, I've been in critiques too. I mean, where, you know, yeah. we're talking a week later where everybody's kind of going over what they did and mm-hmm. people are in, in an environment like that. People hopefully, and usually don't have a problem you know, admitting what they did wrong and, and even the district chief level. I mean, I've heard many of district chief say, Hey man, you know, I should have had you all do this. That was my fault. You know, that's, that's us owning our situation. And I don't think, you know, Oh my God, there should have been like on that scene when it happens, some type of heavy disciplinary action, you know, handed down, you know, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I mean, what, I don't know what you're I don't think for. any of us, I, I feel like, the fire department, we're all men. Okay. So if, if, if a man, if a guy makes a decision that turns out not to, well, what were we taught? Making a decision is better than making no decision. That's what we've always been taught. Right. Cause you don't want to sit there with your thumb in your ass because time is of the essence. Sure. All right. So if you make a decision and it's wrong, I don't know of a firefighter worth his salt that I ever worked with. That if a district chief, a colonel, I don't give a fuck, the fucking chief come to me and said, hey, that's on me. I would be like, fuck you, motherfucker, you piece of shit, you dumbass. Never would have happened because guess what? I've made a bunch of fucking mistakes, too. And I think 90 percent of us would be like, yeah, man, it's cool. Like you'd have fucking a thousand times more respect just like jocko today coming out on biden this is what biden should be telling the american people i fucked up i fucked this up but i'm gonna make it right that's human nature we all make mistakes we all err we all sin all that other shit but what makes us special and human is that we can change that and Everybody that I was watching today that said, you know, talking about with Jocko's Jocko's comments, they were like, well, he can't do that because then that would get every other politician ammo against him. No motherfucker. He wouldn't because when's the last time you heard. So to you and your point, when's the last time you heard a district chief or a colonel say my bad guys, I fucked up. I fucked that up. That long ago, actually. I mean, huh? not that long ago, actually. I mean, oh, well, t- fucking spill. Well, no, I'm, I mean, I, I'm speaking in generalities. I'm not going to like point out who and what incident and all that shit. Like I said, I got to go work tomorrow. Oh. But yeah, I've, I mean, throughout my career, and I've said, you know, I've heard district chiefs say, you know, hey, guys, like that was my bad. I should have had you all do this, you know, uh, or even I've heard district chiefs say, hey, good catch on that to like a captain or even a firefighter when he was directing them to do something else. And that person caught it and the district chief didn't. 
and you know, he's given, but like I said, like you said, yep. we worked with really good guys. I mean, throughout our careers. So yeah, we were I feel like I had, a di- I've had a different example than the one you're talking about. You know, I haven't seen a lot of major fuck ups. Like I've seen, I've seen enough, you know, on, on incidents, but I don't say that I've ever seen anything that I thought would like require, uh, you know, whatever kind of discipline you're looking that the, you know, white hats and above should, should get for things. I mean, I've seen them own up to a lot of stuff. I mean, really I have. I mean, I mean. Well, our, our experience is vastly different then. And we've worked in the same spots. Yeah. I guess you were no. ear hustling better than I was. Cause no, you know me. <laughs> I didn't see, and I didn't see it. I, and I'll be honest. I didn't see it a lot in the first, maybe I'm trying to think of a time, honestly. And I really can't. What do you mean uh, a lot in the first? I didn't see it a lot in the first. We didn't make but, mistakes in the first. What? There were no mistakes made in the first district. That's why. That's true. That's probably the reason I don't know. I, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> That's, 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 that is factually correct, actually, what you're saying. Uh, but when I got out of the first, I seen it all the time. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was a, actually a kind of a, I don't want to say culture shock because I'm in the same department, but I felt like when I worked to trade or overtime on another shift, another district, it was a different fire department. And I'm like thinking, God damn, like, feeling thankful that I work in the, on the first platoon in the first district, because we don't do none of this dumb shit. You all do. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad you feel like that. The white hats have your best interests at heart. I'm glad you feel that the white hats are all knowing and they make no mistakes. I'm glad to know that. Like I didn't, I don't think I said any any of that. Is that what you said? Oh, I'm close. No, I'm close. I mean, they're just like me. Is what I'm saying. Is I make mistakes, they make mistakes. I mean, yeah, but they're not paid. How much more are they paid than you? Don't fucking mean anything to me. I mean, don't mean anything to you, but it should because they shouldn't make those mistakes. I don't think pay equals. Sorry, Uh, you cut out. Did you freeze? I think you froze. Sorry, guys. I think he froze for a minute. Oh, no, he didn't freeze. He's thinking. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no. Was, yeah, no. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say any of that. But I'm just saying we all make mistakes, dude. It all happens, you know, in a job like it this. Do, it does. Yeah, but well, it's different when I make a mistake and there's okay, a motherfucker you, always you watching over me to tell me yeah. I made a mistake. Well, see, but I don't look at it like that. Like, I know I because you think there's this. I don't, no, uh, I don't, look, I don't look at it. There's this uh, group of people that walk the, the steps of knowledge upstairs on Jefferson Street that say, hey, heard about that fire the other day. You really shouldn't let that building fall on one of our guys. I know. I'm sorry. You're right. Blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't see that. No, no. I look at it as my responsibility. Like it's, it's my responsibility to, I mean, take care of my own safety. I don't look at it as the district chief or safety or any of these other guys are exclusively responsible uh, for what I do or what, you know, what I'm responsible for, or, you know, how I do it or any of that shit. I mean, uh, 
So it, usually if there's a mistake made, it's I made it, you know, it's they didn't make it. So I just I don't look at it like that. I don't, you know, like that, like you were talking about the building collapse. I mean, that's partially my job is to, to look out for that kind of shit, especially if I'm operating in that area. You know, I mean, it's my job to, to my safety is my responsibility first. Not I love how you change the argument. <laughs> it's saying. fucking hilarious how you're, you're talking about this. You're, are I'm you a not. Democrat? I feel like you're a fucking closet <laughs> Democrat. I ain't changing the argument. No one said they're not. You're not responsible for your own safety because I no, think I I've made the point pretty clear. If you're leaving your safety in the hands of somebody above you, then you're fucked. Mm -hmm. then you're probably not very safe at all. So yeah, your safety is always your first priority, your safety. Okay. But I'll tell you this, and I seen you dive out of a fucking window when the floor was disintegrating. When we came out, we were the first company in and we told you all, the floor's burning out because the fire's not on the first floor. It's in the basement. And you all said, Howder wants an interior attack. And you all went in anyway. I wish Artie was here right now. This would have been a great fucking episode to have Artie on. But you went in anyway because yeah. you were you were worried about your own fucking safety. Oh, I was, and then I, you I, did I, a, what'd you do? Well, then what'd you do? Jump back in the window. You what? I jumped back in the window, actually. Uh, no, no, no. You skipped a part. You, oh, you skipped the whole fucking part. Which part are you talking the about? The part when y'all were coming in, when we were coming out, and we told you all not to go in, and you mm -hmm. went in anyway, what did you do? Yeah. We went in. And then what did you do? You love oh, telling the story. I love how you're playing dumb now. But no, you I really don't. I really don't know what you're doing at. I mean, we went in. Okay, I do remember this fire you're talking about. It was off of uh, Bank Street, right? Bank Street, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went in. I mean, there was fire through the floor, uh, which is not uncommon. I mean, fuck. Uh, we did have a guy fell through the floor. He got picked up out of the floor. I do remember uh, that. Before that, what did you it, do? The stairwells, the stairwell burnt out, and it started collapsing. That's whenever we all backed out and I jumped out the window. But And you I, jumped I out the window. You yeah. love to call it your ninja roll. Out know, of Steve fucking Spratt window. calling it my ninja roll. That's where that came from. I think from. it was you. But anyway... We told you not to fucking go, but Howder wanted a fucking interior attack. Sure, yeah, Which, okay. I mean, we can talk about uh, that. That's my point. We can talk about that. No, well, I think, though, okay, so... But you're responsible for your own safety. You're yeah, contradicting yeah, yeah. This, yourself. You're talking about fucking how long ago? Probably fucking 15 years ago? Okay, 30 and years ago. My experience, my experience, because my experience in my... My level is completely different now. And I'm talking about present time. Back then, yeah, I probably did rely more on what the district chief said, especially somebody that I respected like that, that told me, hey, because I, I remember that fire. This is exactly, I got off, I think I was detailed a 22's engine that day, and I got off and was pulling a five-pack off. <laughs> and and I, I was walking right past Howder, and in his wisdom, he goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm latest five-pack. He goes, get in there. <laughs> And I was like, ah, fuck, okay. Well, so I dropped that and went and grabbed the inch and three quarter and we went around to the back and, and made entry. So yeah, all my first thoughts were like, this is probably going to be defensive. There was fire out every window. Every window. Every floor. And, and Howder, to Howder's, I've talked to Howder about that fire several times. 
And that's one fire that he said, I wish I would have done that a little bit different. And he felt like he was lucky nobody got hurt. Well, again, but then he also was great up, like that. Yeah, but then he also followed up with, but I know you guys, and we've all worked together a long time, mm-hmm. and I know what you're capable of, and I trusted that. And the fire did go out. I mean, we did put it out. Yeah. Took a little bit of time, and, yeah, there were some close calls. Yeah. Uh, but, and also, at that time in my career, you know, I was relying on people above me for my safety. Okay, you know? so, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, to to so to your point, what what is the so what you know you were you were the Mister uh, you're responsible for your own safety a second ago, yeah. So now. now I'm trying to determine when when what year or what level of experience do I need before I'm not relying on the fucking white hats for my safety. Well, I can say this: the sooner the better. Well, no shit. The sooner, the sooner you can reach that point, the better. <laughs> that's you know? fucking, that's profound, I mean, brother. You're yeah, right. I mean, that's, yeah, but it's, it's. But see, that's what, you're it's, making my point for me, I feel like. I can't I put mean, a number on that. I can't put a, you can't put a, it'd be arbitrary if I picked the fucking, a number, a year, exact, amount of boxes. No, you, again, you're making so, my point for me. But you I know can't. when it happened, I know when it happened for me. I mean. Right. Yeah, so. But, but, but the, the, the apartment's fucking young and they don't have that experience and they're going to have guys that make them do dumb shit because they're not being fucking held accountable that's my whole fucking point and yeah it's going to be fantastic when the the average uh service of the fire department is 18 years which is never going to fucking happen and these guys can think, hey, fuck that. This this is not safe. You know what I mean? So that, and that's my point. Like, we need accountability at the leadership level. Okay. You think that accountability will solve all these problems? Oh, what problems? All these problems you just mentioned. I mean... Will accountability, well, the young department, uh, you know, level experience getting to the point that I was talking about in my career. Yeah. Uh, Better leadership. Absolutely. Better leadership is going to fucking lead to a bunch of less problems. I think good leadership and accountability for mistakes are a little bit different. I mean, yeah, I agree with good leadership, but they're kind of separate. I mean, good leadership and mistakes are separate. No, you said mistakes no that's not what you said no i didn't i know what i said what are you saying what'd you say i bet you don't know no that's not working either sorry i'm not not della dude that's not working on me discipline i know exactly what i'm saying i'm saying that better leadership leads to less mistakes and if you don't have people being held accountable at the leadership level for their mistakes they're not going to be good leaders you're saying it's two different things, and it's not. I'm saying they're, they're, they work together, but they are kind of separate things. I mean, working on they are. They don't. I mean, uh, yeah, they are this. They they work together uh, synergistically. They can work together. Okay, yeah. but if I have great leadership, then you know, I mean, so you can. So and you, with your theory, you can have a great leader that puts people in fucking danger nine times out of ten. No. That to your to your point. I think you're, I don't even understand what the fuck's going on now. 
I know you don't. It's, uh, I mean, a great leader is going to, uh, he's going to risk assess uh, every incident, every scene. Sure. Yeah. So he's, if he's being held accountable, if I kept saying, get in there, guys, fucking get in there, get on that second floor. I know the fire's blowing out every window. I know the fucking roof spongy. Get up there and do it, do it, do it. You're going to fucking do it. Most guys are going to fucking do it because that's what we do. We take orders. Fuck. Well, he's a district chief. He knows more than I do. I've only been on three roofs in my whole career. I'll get up here. Oh, shit. I fell through. I'm dead. You know, and but again, does it take someone getting killed for someone to be held accountable? We've all heard the story about Strawn Utter. Like it was a roof. Maybe he shouldn't have been on. He was ordered to be up there. You know, I mean, that's, you know, Louisville Fire Department has been fucking extremely lucky when it comes to this shit. That's the reason I feel like we're on borrowed time. And the shit that I've seen in my last four or five years, it makes me feel like it's sooner than later. I hope I'm fucking wrong. Pray I'm wrong. But not saying we don't have good leaders. I'm saying there's no oversight and there's no one saying, hey, why were we in these buildings? We thought this woman was going to fall. Why were we? And you're to your point, maybe that's happening. And that's the only way people are going to get better, right? It's the only way people are going to get better if their mistakes are pointed out to them. And even if they didn't make any mistakes, what if this happened? Okay. I'm saying that with good leadership, there is accountability. Not from the bottom, not the subordinates, which I hate that fucking term, but but from on themselves as well. Sure, I agree with that. But I, okay, I think that yeah, they're it's not the, all the same. Like how? To, well, you're talking about leadership mostly, so I mean, how do you how are you going to mold this great leadership that you see is lacking in the fire service? Like what's like what implements are missing to have this great leadership that isn't there? What do you do? Accountability. Say, say your, I think I, your I, job. I, if I have a theme of what I'm saying tonight, it's accountability. So you think accountability <laughs> creates exclusively creates good leaders? Again, you put a word in my mouth that I didn't say. I never you say you doing me all night. I never oh. say exclusively. I said accountability. Well, I'm asking you to expand on that. So if I was to come to you, Travis Jones, and say, "Hey, it's your job. I want you to mold great leaders for this fire department." Mm -hmm. How would you go about doing that? Oh, and fuck. It's fucking, uh, to me, it's easy. Uh, there would be a lot more training for company commanders. Okay. There would, uh, what, what position am I in? You have to do this for the whole fire department. Oh, okay. So I'm the chief. I'll be, I get to play chief. You're the man. I'm the fucking man. You got the answers. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my car two. Uh, or my safety officer, he's going to report to me on every fire scene. And I'm going to promote somebody because it's appointed. I'm going to promote somebody there that is going to give me an honest assessment of what's going on. A, District Chief A and B, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I.e., they're going to need more fucking training. Okay? Uh, critiques are going to be mandatory company-wide. Every fucking house fire 
that is a full box. I'm not talking about a one rumor, which we could do that too, but I'm talking about a full box house fire, confirmed house fire, rescues or not, is going to be critiqued, especially with the quints and all that shit. Uh, why didn't the Quint do this? Why didn't the Quint do that? Well, Quint can do all kinds of fucking things, but you only staff it with four, so you're going to get this. Okay? So there's going to be critiques everywhere. All right? That district chief's going to have to report that critique to my fucking subordinates. It's fun to say. I don't like the term, but it's still fun to say. And, and then we're, we're going we're gonna to go accordingly. I'm not, I can't be an absentee chief. I can't be around fucking you know once a fucking week to know all this shit and i gotta put people in place that are going to uh share my school of thought it's like being a coach on a basketball team you have to get guys to buy into your philosophy okay and our philosophy is i don't know everybody goes fuck home if there's a vacant structure with no exposure problems Fuck it. It's bulldozed in two weeks. Surround and drown it. Surround and fucking drown it. Okay? If it's anything other, Wait, how do you know? how I, do you I know, know Louisville prides itself on being a, an interior attack uh, comp, or d- division, which we should be. I do feel like that is, honestly, it sounds crazy, but the safest method of firefighting is an, a, a, an aggressive interior attack. But again, when there's a structure weakened on one side and you have exposure problems, surround and drown it. Who gives a fuck? Everybody comes home tonight. We do the job the best we fucking can. Except, except for what? I mean, except, uh, what do you mean, except for what? I mean, everybody comes home, meaning just us or the people that we serve too. I mean, we probably pulled more people out of. Oh, so we're not. Oh, oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say we weren't going in on rescues? Did I say that? You said surround and drown on. You know, make it structures. That's what I said. Okay. Well, how do you fucking know it's vacant? I mean, that's what I, that's my point. We've probably pulled more people out of vacant structures in the last 10 years than we have occupied structures. And that's fucking across the nation pretty common. So until you I disagree with that wholeheartedly, a thousand percent. disagree, but it's fucking true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's true. There may have been squatters that started fire, but I can't think of a vacant structure I ever made in Portland, maybe other than one or two times that there happened to be somebody in there. And and with writ now, okay, so you can't deviate from fucking writ without a confirmed rescue. So they're dead anyway. So I don't know what you're talking about. I, I feel like you're trying to make an argument to make yourself correct. Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, what oh, about I think I think that's the point of an argument. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to try to, I, you know, I'm going to try to prove that what I'm saying is true. Of course, the same as you're doing. I mean, that's what a fucking argument is. I mean, but we're going to. I mean, well, you just asked me, and so it's funny. Again, you're changing the you. argument. You asked me what I would do to implement the fire department's mind. What would you do? What would you do to change all this stuff? And I just gave you fucking four reasons right off the fucking bat. Yeah. You now, said, now it's I'm I'm leaving people to die in fucking fire uh, house fires yeah that's i mean i think that's that's a big that's a big part of it i mean i do i mean i think a culture that that switches to that is not a positive culture change you know i mean i I don't think that's that's good i mean there have been departments that do that and it's i mean i've read articles on it and everything else i mean it's just not a good thing for a culture to do is to switch to uh surround and drown 
you know, type culture on structures without doing some type of assessment of search or. Oh my God. That's not what I said. I didn't say surround and drown. It is what you said. It is what you said. Vacant structures. Yeah. I'm talking about exposure problems. I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. That's not a philosophy. That is a certain event. It's not a philosophy. And I, maybe you, I guess maybe I froze when it I said interior structural firefighting, aggressive interior structural firefighting is safest still the way, safest yeah. way. Did you yeah. miss and that? I no, I totally agree with that. Oh, okay. Oh, but you agree. You're omitting, but you're omitting vacant structures from that. You're saying vacant structures yeah. don't fit that, that, you know, that attack just because it's vacant. But what, I mean, what's, you know, what's vacant just because we doesn't mean it's not occupied. I mean, it doesn't mean there's not somebody in there. And just because you're saying in your experience, you haven't seen, you know, many that were in vacant structures. I don't know how that's true, but I mean, hell, even I, on- I'm still going to leave stuff up to a captain's discretion. <clears throat> like, yeah. huh? Oh, you mean like attacks? Yeah. Like searching and shit like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, okay. Well, that changes the whole thing. That, oh. You're talking about. So I, you I think, believe, you think I, I was making a, culture a blanket rule for all structural firefighters yes, fire in, in a vacant structure. To do that. There are departments out there that, that do that. So when you say that, that's what it means to me. Yes. Now, now you're going back and saying that it's going to be up to the discretion of basically the people on scene. I, which, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, yes. I totally agree. I, I misspoke. I should have said that to begin with. That if a captain feels like an aggressive attack on a vacant structure that is called in vacant, we don't have any confirmed rescue, then that captain can make an interior attack. Again, I've already said this. It's safer to make an aggressive interior attack than let it fucking get going. Okay. But if he feels like it's not, let it fucking go okay yeah and then you mentioned critiques across the board for all you know and i agree i mean i think that's an important thing but you know then the oversight of how that's ran i mean because you know many critiques are just like people pretty much saying what needs to be said and getting out of there and not being honest and not actually trying to learn so we don't have them we do have them no, I'm saying because of your reasoning, we should, just shouldn't have them then. What? I, I mean, most of the critiques I had in first were great. No, I'm fucking, I'm all for critiques on way more than just fires. There should be critiques on all different kinds of incidents. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge part of the fire department, especially getting, because what? there's no other chance that you're going to get all of the people together that was on the scene that had all these different perspectives and did all these different jobs into one place so that each can kind of work through what the problem was and what they seen and see what we did right, see what we did wrong and how we can better ourselves and our department and the future, you know, education of For sure. I mean, hell, just the fire service in general. So no, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have them. I'm fucking have always been for critiques, you know, or know even, this, huh? Yeah, I know you have. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's important, but like I said, just saying that we're going to do critiques, isn't enough and the only reason i'm making you're saying that there should be uh like an outlined format i mean there is in our sops but i mean 
I'm just saying a lot of people get in there. We have a critique SLP, dude. That a lot of people just a lot of people just get in there and they just, you know, they don't necessarily own up to what was wrong or, you know, whatever. So so it's like we get there and it's like uh, everything went right. Okay, guys, great job. See you later. You know, this is bullshit. You know, I mean, that Pat Pat's in the chat. Pat, is there a there's an SOP on critiques? Love. I would love to fucking see that. Because I've never seen that. Love to see it. Um, and you're right. I mean, critiques can can go south. It's all who's running them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I have to give one of my district chiefs when I was in the fourth a lot of props for one of the last critiques I had on a bowling alley we made. There was a snafu with the water situation that a lot of people were arguing about. He started the critique with a hey, we're going to have this critique today. We know there was an issue with the water, positive, getting positive water, and we've discussed it. So we're moving on. And that yeah. was it. And it never came up again because yeah. at that point, it was kind of irrelevant, right? Because everybody had already talked about it. So that's, that's the way you do them. And, I mean, again, um, okay, Pat said there is. I, I mean – then I don't know why we got away from it, which not saying that's because of SOP. <laughs> There's not reason to get away from it, but I love to um, see what it says. An SOP can't necessarily give all the details that it, it has to have for, it just says basically who has to be present and, and all of that shit, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a thorough, like, you know, I mean, it does say something about having each company address what they did and all that kind of shit, but it just, actually sitting in a room full of guys that you you know who did what and you know who didn't do what and to be able to get the honesty out of that and then make a change in either a company that's having a chronic problem or an individual that's having a chronic problem is Mm. it's hard to break through so to be so is why i'm saying that is you being a chief and just handing an sop or handing a memo or an email or whatever down the chain it says hey we're doing critiques from now on for everything doesn't mean it's going to be quality and doesn't mean that it's going to uh, raise the leadership level uh, to some extreme that you're happy with. Yeah. But again, you're saying that we shouldn't do them. I never said that. Okay. No, well, okay. No, wait a minute. Now, what's saying, the, reason I, the reason I say that is, is because of what you just said. Yeah, I get it. They're not always going to be ran appropriately. And that's the reason I said the first thing before I even said critiques is we need to fucking start training our district chiefs and colonels management skills. Like fire department's great about doing everything else, but when's the last time they went to a management class to manage people? Because they're not a fucking company no more. That's not what their job is. They're managing people. They're managing companies. They're managing workers. So in doing that, if you're in the fire service, we would like to think it's a little bit more specified then maybe they get taught how to uh, appropriately construct a positive critique of an incident, house fire, fucking car extrication, fucking river rescue, whatever. You know what I mean? And again, to your point, you're right. Just because we have critiques don't mean they're great. You're right. They, they're not. Uh, that's with anything. Doesn't mean you shouldn't fucking do it, though. So hopefully, you know, this is a skill that they, they, they can be better at. That, and that, see, and that's that. I think that gets to the root of the problem, which is what I was talking about earlier about no one being held accountable. And 
you I, you don't have to answer, but I, I feel like a lot of guys, we all say it, they change when they get those rank, when they get that rank, and they forget where they came from. Where does that come from psychologically? It comes from them thinking they fucking know it all already. A, because they don't have anybody telling them, hey, man, you fucked up. There's a lot of humility that comes with making a mistake, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But you have to so be allowed. I feel like that's a cultural problem in the Louisville Fire Department is district chiefs and up. They have nobody really. And you say that conversation happens behind closed doors that we don't see. And maybe it does. Sure. I don't feel like it does because it doesn't get any fucking better. And the bad district chiefs and the bad colonels stay bad for fucking a decade. And I feel like if someone was up there going, hey, man, dude, you keep fucking up. Straighten up. Get your fucking self squared away and get your shit right. They would at least, we would at least see some type of change in 10 years, and you don't. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't think that technique of, you know, hey, straighten your shit up. And I know you're just speaking. I don't think that's going to fix the problem. You're I mean, a Democrat. You're a fucking no, I'm just Democrat. saying. Well, you, here's, go back to the first part, what you said. of like, where does, where does that come from when we say people change when they get rank? And you said, what? That it's because they know it all. You know, they feel like they know it all. They're buying their own hype. Yeah. When they when they get. Yeah. Well, I think it's more. I don't know. From my experience and what I've seen in people, I think that. You know, you're new, you're brand new in a rank, you know, and that comes with greater responsibility. And you've never felt that responsibility before, you know, at to the level that you're at. And you're expected to not make mistakes. You know, I think we don't I don't think we have. Well, we do have allowable mistakes. You know, we do allow some mistakes in the fire service or whatever, so people can learn from the mistakes. But I think it's just the weight of I have to have all the answers, you know, and then and then fear creeps in, creeps in. And I don't think they think they know it all. I think they feel like they're expected to know it all. And then they don't know how to use. I think some guys, not everybody, I think some guys don't know how to utilize their company for, you know, the breadth of what it's meant to be from each individual's perspective. And, and you can't work that shit out on a fire scene, but you can work it out, like you said, in training and critiques behind closed doors, you know, where you're getting, you're getting that information from everybody. So I think sure. that, I think that they feel the weight that I have to have all the answers and that causes problems. Uh, so I, I don't think it's that they feel like they know everything. I think it's, they know they don't know everything and they feel the weight and the, ex, the, ex, expectation that they should know everything from mm. people above them you know yeah that's just a perspective well, yeah i never i mean always yeah i mean i could see that too uh to, to pat said there's an aar that needs to be done after after action report after i guess is what report. he's saying needs to be done after every incident that's great pat that's great i'm glad you, i'm glad you get to do your fucking report because guess what i've never seen one I've never had an after action report sent to my firehouse on all the house fires I've ever made on all the car applications I've ever made. I've never seen one. I'm glad you get to do a fucking report to my <laughs> point. I, I love it. You keep making my point for me. Ooh. Both of you, Pat, Pat just did. 
That's great for you all. Y'all didn't do shit. You sat there and did the report, but you sat in your fucking buggy or you sat in front of a fire and watched everybody fucking work and you made your after action report. I didn't see it. What'd it say? It could have been fucking wrong. Because I tell you what, I know some district chiefs and I guarantee you some were fucking wrong. So that means nothing. It means nothing. What do you say? It's not informal. You dumbass. It's not an official report. Oh, so what the fuck good is it? What is your point? You you put it in the chat like it's we do this. Uh hey, this is why we do it. AAR. Uh well, that fucking doesn't mean anything, apparently. It's not even fucking formal. That's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Keep deflecting. Until you motherfuckers look at yourself, there's nothing to get better. It'll never get better. It's fine. I don't give a fuck. I left. And let me tell you something. The last two weeks on the fucking job, I was glad I was fucking leaving. I was glad I was fucking leaving because of this shit. Just keep thinking the same shit, man. Y'all keep doing the same shit all the time. And eventually it's going to bite you in the fucking ass. And then, you know, what's going to be funny then, then everything's going to be exposed. Why do we do things this way? Why are we fighting fires like this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? It's, it's all going to be under a microscope then, but then guess what? It's too late. Cause someone's already been fucking hurt. Well, but you, what, you, what you just said, you know, why are y'all doing things like this? And when you say that, I'm thinking, Tactically speaking, you're you're addressing that. Like, why do we fight fire this way? Why do we do this that way? Right? That's what you're saying, right? Correct? Because I don't want to change the I'm, point. I'm saying, point. okay, yeah, thank you. Um, Is that what you're saying? That's a good question. I'm thinking that there's, uh, I'm thinking there's been a lot of mistakes made on multiple 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 incidents that are never recognized a by the company level which is where it should come first okay and then b at a managerial district chief level okay that are never addressed okay so therefore i think there is little very 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 little oversight of uh actual like i don't want to say progression of an incident but like like getting better like we we, we need to improve on how we lessons, do things lessons learned and shit like lessons that, learned there you go thank you yes lessons learned yeah that's well, that's that's how i feel about it yeah well i mean i like what you said about the company level like that that is where it should start like because First nobody place. nobody knows better and i've said this before like as you hear guys bitching and we got a guy from the training academy in here but you hear guys on the street bitching about the guys the training academy never send anything out to us they don't give us you know anything what the fuck do they do down there wear shorts all day and exercise or whatever but to me it's like oh, fuck you man i mean you know you're in a company with four with three other dudes or whatever you know 10 12 13 guys in a house you you know what you all need. You know where your deficiencies are. You know, I shouldn't have to rely on the academy to tell me 
as a captain or even as a firefighter or a sergeant or any position where I'm deficient at. So like, I hate that fucking argument. That, I mean, and I hear it all the time from people, you know? So right. I mean, be resourceful, you know, and don't sit there and wait for resources to come to you and create your own training program unique to the people that you work with. Like yes. that's where the responsibility lies. And then once you do that, then you can branch out and look at it from, you know, a district level mm-hmm. to a departmental level. But if you ain't taking care of it in your own fucking house, you don't have a fucking argument. You don't even, you shouldn't even be talking, you know, if right. you can't fucking handle that, you know I mean? So, so yes, okay. company well, level is where it's at on the, I, in the fire service, the company level. Is that, where it's thousand, at. thousand percent agree with everything you just said, which I guess I'm really fucking drunk now because I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I'm really sad. I'm not drinking. Tonight. <laughs> so, but here, but here, so to my question to you then is, and as a department, you're only as a group, as a team, as a, as a battalion, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Okay. So as let's just use district chief. Okay. Who has four companies that he's overseeing. Okay. Um, he's got two that are doing exactly what you just said. They're fucking training. They're getting with county departments. They're doing all these things. Like they're fantastic. Okay. Like, you know, any incident you want these two companies fucking showing up first. Cause you know, shit's going to get done. You ain't got to fucking micromanage nobody. They're getting the shit. They're, they're squared away. You got these other two companies. though. They are fucking just for whatever reason, whether they got 30 years on or they're just broke down or they're just fucking shitty or lazy. They don't do fucking anything. They're a detriment to the department. The company commanders, you can't do anything with them because they got 30 years on. They're protected kind of because of their seniority and all that shit. As a district chief, a leader, okay, a supervisor, what do you do now? We just said this should be company level, but when it's not, does a district chief just say, ah, they should be taking care of the shit themselves. I don't know. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think training is the answer to a lot of problems. And I agree. Uh, so, but as and now, they, as this shit, you're going to have to start mandating training to them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's one thing, one part of it. But I also believe that, like, and I look at it from like sixes and in truck four. You know, I felt like, you know, when you're at a company that makes a lot of fires and you're doing a lot of a lot of shit, you're your operational levels like up here above a lot of other people, just because yeah, you're sure. doing it on a more, not because you're special. You're just, you're doing it on a more regular right. basis. You know, you're more probably into the job or whatever. Right. Now you get a guy that's across town in another district that's deemed, you know, kind of a piece of shit or whatever. Right. Not a good fireman. He's never really been challenged. He comes to truck four. He comes to sixes. He's, he, he, he will raise himself up from where he's at just to try to meet it's just natural you know as a human i don't not everybody because we've seen those guys right. those people sneak through evolution somehow <laughs> right that's <laughs> true know, yeah. for sure especially nowadays but you typically people will start to raise to the standard you know mm-hmm. to some point yeah yeah so, so if i have if i have a district like that then yeah that's where i'm going to start looking at building you know what's the problem you know like what, what is the problem is this person not uh satisfied with the position they're in they feel like they're not being challenged right so they're not doing a good job like right. find out what that problem is 
right. on right. a personal level from a district chief to a captain, right? right? So that would be my first action. But simultaneously, I'm going to start implementing, you know, uh, multi-company drills, you know, because if I got two companies that are really fucking good and I got two companies that are real shitty, when I get them together and make them start training, well, like I said, those two shitty companies are going to try to rise a little bit because nobody wants to look like a piece of shit. Right. You know, even if even if only three of those guys on one company right. come up to a certain level, I've achieved something, you know? Sure, sure. So, yeah, if I'm looking at it from, from that view, then that's what comes to mind first. I mean, I've never yeah. been in that situation. I'm not district chief, right. but I have worked with different people, you know, and seen, I mean, obviously I'm 45 years old, so I've seen, you know, problems from people. And sure. that, that's probably how I would go about addressing it i don't know if that's right or wrong no you know, and I would, that sounds good yeah so sounds good to me but that's okay. what i'm saying you've got but you have companies like that in districts right now yeah, absolutely. and there's district chiefs not doing nothing about it but what they do do is they bitch and then they try to get people moved uh whether it's uh hey this actually this guy ain't a bad worker he's actually a decent firefighter but personally you don't get along with him but you yeah. want him out for whatever reason there's nothing uh, wrong with that because maybe he'll thrive somewhere else. You know, I mean, that's true. Well, maybe, maybe he would thrive there if it, the leader was better. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, the problem this why. is the way I feel about it. If, if I'm a coach or I'm a teacher, let's, let's use that. That might be a better, better. Yeah, analogy. Well, not really. I'm more of a fucking jail warden than I'm a fucking teacher. But if I'm a teacher and I've got five kids that are fucking outstanding. Like they're going to, they're going to, they're going to ace everything I give them. They're always going to do their homework. They're always going to participate in class. They're always going to do all this shit. Now I got 30 kids. I got a, that's a big disproportionate uh, quantity of my fucking classroom sure. that now I have to teach to. I can't just teach to these five because they're going to be fine anyway, but I'm going to lose 10 if I teach to these five. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying as a, as a, as a supervisor, as a leader. And I, I look at district chiefs and colonels and stuff as the leaders of men, because they should be. I mean, we have a paramilitary hierarchy uh, because, I mean, like we pattern ourselves that way, right? So and when you think of colonel and chief and, you know, assistant colonel and assistant chief, like those are like, those are positions to be strived for. Those are, those are goals, you know, for, for everybody to have. So therefore that person should represent that type of position. You see what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I wish, I don't think, I think Pat got mad at me and left, but <laughs> Pat actually had a great, um, he had a great, oh man, how can I say this? Like he was given somebody that everybody didn't think could be a district chief. And he was pissed about it because now he got this motherfucker. And Pat was like, you know, I was fucking pissed off. Like I'm gonna have to fucking show this guy around now. And Pat, not being closed-minded, he ended up learning more 
from this guy that he was supposed to be training about dealing with people and being compassionate about problems than he said he had ever learned in the fire department. And I think that speaks well to Pat that he can step back and say that about himself. You know what I mean? Like that's man, that's maturity. That's professionalism. I mean, like that's, that's pretty cool. But my point being is, is like, again, because they did that, like, oh, this guy needs help. We're going to give him to you. It was a, a, you said that word earlier, a synergetic effect. Like it was everybody benefited. You know what I mean? Because of the, of, of, of the camaraderie, the competition, the training, it's all that stuff. Like you said, this company's going to, it's going to come up. It's a shit company, but it's going to come up a little bit. It ain't never going to be great. But nobody wants to look like the fucking dumbass, right? Yeah. But but in that environment, in that moment, everybody can fucking get better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> really left. <laughs> no, I don't. And 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 look, I you know. I, is this where you come back and be like, oh, you know, fire service, our department's good, and it's too late, dude. You can't like come back from that. <laughs> it, it no, it is good. It's the best. It could be better. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. It could be better. And I mean, I, I always wonder, you know, being in a union, you know, we would travel to other other cities and we would talk to other other cities, and it's so weird how the fire service. I don't give a shit if it's here, Chicago, L.A., Detroit. We all have the same concerns. We all have the same gripes. We all have the same bitches. It's, it's fucking crazy weird. You know, uh, leadership. I mean, if you look at the fucking uh, polls, uh, what's that thing that we're supposed to do? I fucking forget what they call it. They have a name for it here. But every city just about has one um, where you're, you're, you talk about where, how your department could be better, you know? Oh shit i can't remember they always ask us to do them SWAT. yeah i think yeah i think it's yeah yeah Yeah, there you go uh yeah the analysis like yeah so and and it's funny because i'm telling you like most departments it's the same shit in every fucking department's leadership it's training it's you know what i mean it's so these are these are not uncommon problems for any professional department it's just who's going to tackle it not even first but better or maybe maybe not even better maybe just more often you know what i mean yeah you know how it is you know we'll get it we'll get into something and that's the buzzword like that's the buzz thing for the department for a while you know uh, sometimes it's a safety related issue like hoods or god make sure you got your fucking hood on hey they're looking for fucking hoods or whatever and then it'll be something else next week you know what i mean so it, it, it's, it's kind of like, who's going to tackle this thing the best or not even the best. Again, I said it again, but more often. And, you know, I think consistency is the thing. Like, let's not be, let's not be reactive to shit. Let's be proactive to shit. Right. Yeah. That takes foresight. It does take for, hey, hey, you know what foresight takes good leaders. Mm-hmm good leaders can can kind of predict where things are going mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, they can see a trend in injuries. They can see a trend in these types of house fires. They can see a trend in what guys are doing, what guys are getting in trouble for. And they can, they can, they should be planning appropriately. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Little fire purpose, best. Woo! <laughs> I, don't know, I just look at sometimes I get caught up in, you know, sweet. I think you've talked about like dealing with people's individual personalities. And, and even I touched on that a little bit. I, I tend to fall back like to a position of, you know, I don't, I don't fucking care about your personality. I don't care about your wishes. I don't care about your, your dreams or how you right. feel today. Right. You know, or what you think about things, you know, can you force that door, you know, can you right. operate tools? Do you, can, do you know the, the, the basic level stuff and can you do it efficiently? You know, right. like, I don't want to have a discussion with you on all of these other things if you're not the kind of person that, that can't do those things, you know? And there are a lot of people that, that can't, that don't spend time in mastering those skill level things, right. you know, that, that are really the meat and potatoes of our job. For sure. You know I mean? Because right. that's where they're worth, I mean, we drive around on huge toolboxes for a reason. Right. You know, we don't drive around in a therapy van trying to solve everybody's world problems, you know? Right. So it's true. like, I, a lot of times I do, I fall back and, I, and I'm afraid, you know, if we're looking forward that I, if I was ever promoted, ever a district chief, that I would be probably a little too aggressive on that side. And like, I, you know, I don't fucking care how you feel today. You know, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not my fucking problem. My right. problem is making sure that you do a good job and you serve the citizens in this community to the best of your ability, you know, and you also serve the men that you work with to the best of your ability. Like so, everything else, I don't give a fuck about, you know, mm. and, and, and that's just me. I, I think I, I fall that direction a little too harshly on people. You know, that's fair assessment um, of yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, but I, you know, but I don't think it's necessarily directed entirely wrong either you know i think a lot of times we spend too much time in this pr zone where we're trying to make everybody happy about True. this and about that and conditions and you know i mean what what brings i mean harsh conditions bring people together together and make them work harder and do a better job than anything you know you I mean yeah sure diversity sure huh diversity like a group of people overcoming diversity no, no. Ad adversity yeah Adversity. I'm sorry. Diversity. Yeah. 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 Adversity. Yes. Correct. Yeah. You put them in advert and that's what we're in, you know I mean? And that's where we, most of the good people on the department thrive. And I mean, I'm sure that branches across, you know, any of this shit, you know, military, you know, uh, police department. I mean, sure. we're geared towards that type of action. So when a person isn't put in that, like, I mean, hell like me now, I mean, I, you know, being in the first district for a long time and then coming out to the second district where the workload isn't as heavy, I mean, it's still interesting shit that we do and, you know, but not as regular as it used to be. Like, you, you know, you, you start questioning things like yourself and, you know, abilities and everything else. And if you're not matching that with training and, and uh, a lot of the things that we just talked about here, right, I mean, right. you know, you become that type of guy that becomes complacent and, you know, uh, yeah. fearful, you know, even. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. And yeah, that's well put because I feel like that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm talking about when I, I say that guys, they, you know, they reach a certain level and they feel like they know it all. 
uh, that's probably the wrong, the, the wrong wording. It's more like you said, they, they become complacent and, and then they, they, you know, confronting a company officer that has a shit company. That's a, uh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough to do. Uh, you may like this guy, you know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of our buddies promoted, you know, and had to work with them and, um, normally not had a problem, but you know, if they were to have a problem with us, it would be awkward for them because we're friends, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's that aspect of it too. Um, and, and, and again, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're, I think you're a thousand percent right on that. Um, I just feel like there's not a lot of, um, I think the word I keep wanting to say is evolution. Like, I feel like guys aren't evolving. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like if you, if you, when you become a captain, you become a district chief, you should be evolving, not just as a person, hopefully you are, but as a, as a leader, as a mentor. And yeah, I know you say I fall this way. Like, I don't give a shit about your personal life. I don't give a shit about that. That affects people though. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm aware of that. Yeah. yeah I know you are. I know you are. I'm saying, I, I know, I know what you're saying when you're like, look, man, mission first, it's mission first. Yeah. You can deal with your fucking whore wife for the next, next two days you're off. But while you're here, I expect I expect this. You know what I mean? Uh, that would be your leadership style. That would be your management style. May not be somebody else's. You know, I mean, which off, doesn't off make it would be off duty. It'd be you know probably entirely different with a person. Well, of course, you know, yeah, but, for sure, for sure. Um, job, there's no. I don't have a lot of leeway for things interfering with what we have to do. Right. You know, meaning, you know, all those things I just mentioned. Like right. Yeah. They don't, and sorry, you're having a bad day. We know guys like that that come in and, you know, they're those guys, usually the worst of guys too. They come in in different moods every other day. Right. You know, like, well, even, even our chief, when he comes out and I know your thoughts on stuff, but he does do a, and he actually references Howder when he talks about consistency and how that's important in the fire service, a person that is consistent in their ability to deal with people, their, you know, uh, coming to work, you know, right, right, uh, right. you know, showing up, doing a good job, you know, right, just being right. a consistent person yeah. is enough to elevate you above, yeah. even if, even if you're deficient in a lot of areas, sure, if you're sure. consistent in things, then, you know, you're probably, yeah, well, there's, a, re there's a respect built into that because you know what you're getting with him. He's going to be the same with you as he is with everybody. Yeah. So you respect that. Like he's not going to be a dick to you one day and then shoot the shit with you the next. He's the same way with you every fucking time. And he's going to yell at you just like he's going to yell at the guy over here. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it, interferes with people. The job. Huh? it interferes with, it interferes with the job. The exactly. mission. You know, I don't like that. I've never really had to work with a guy like that, but you know, on a, any long-term basis. Well, uh, so here's, here's a question that we just got, and we'll end it on this because we're almost at two hours. Uh, best leaders you've ever known, uh, Ed, Ed Sedlock and Mark Ullman. Um, that, that was their answer, um, which 
you can argue that out of me. I mean, Ed was my, Ed was my drill school instructor and he was a guy when you say lead by example in the fire department, he'd be the first guy I fucking think of, yeah. you know, mainly because we had so much interaction with him and he PT'd with us and mm-hmm. he, he, he wouldn't have told us anything to do that he wouldn't have done him fucking self. Well, he suffered with us. So and he suffered right. with us. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah. means a lot. You know, yeah. he wasn't somebody that stood on the side and demanded you run this many laps and he couldn't do one. You know I mean? So For there's, sure. yeah, there's respect built in that. And I, you know, I have no problem. I don't know Omen as well, but I mean, I know he's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. I didn't work I mean, with him. Uh, he was a captain at old sixes. On, he was on another shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know him. I know yeah. him oh, yeah. fairly well, but I haven't yeah. operated. Uh, as a person, you get no better. As a dude to drink beer with, it gets no better than Mark Holman. Yeah, definitely. Good uh, guy. As a captain, he was pretty goddamn solid, too. I mean, I made a bunch of fires with Mark, you know, being in old sixes with him. Uh, but I have to say my my two favorite leaders, I've talked about this multiple times on the show before, would be Bo Jordan and um, and uh, and Howder. You know, Howder, Howder gave me a chance when nobody would. And um, I appreciated that. and. You know, he he didn't let me forget it either, which was part of his way of motivating me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that'd be that'd be two of my my favorite leaders. And not not just even leaders, like, you know, and I've talked about this before. I feel like, you know, I grew up on the fire department. You grew up on the fire department. It's molded us in ways that we would have never thought possible had a had we not been here. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, not, not to sound, I don't know. Uh, I don't even want to say shallow. It's not the word, but like, I mean, I feel like these two guys molded me in my adult life as much as my father molded me growing up. That's how I feel about them. I mean, that's how strongly I feel about them. Like, I don't know. I don't know what job I could have went to to where I had two men that I looked up to that I wanted to make sure I got their approval all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't a weird, you know, it wasn't like I was fucking abused as a kid or nothing like that. It was like, I respected them as the leaders and as men. And I wanted them to respect me. And I knew to do that. I had to do a, B and C. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I guess you're asking me two yep. names. Your turn, bro. That question, huh? Your turn. I mean, obviously, Carol Howder. I mean, I worked with him. Fuck. I mean, the majority of my career, you know, I mean, towards the end of his. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd have, I'd have done anything Brad did. I mean, yeah. if he asked. Me too. I mean, you explained a fire that <laughs> – we proved that, you know, on, uh, yeah. he was knowledgeable. He was consistent. A lot of the things that we've been talking about, he, he exemplifies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and he was, and he was a, a man's man. Like he was, you know, he was a he dude, was. you know I mean? He, yeah, was, he was, you know, he had a persona about him that, that kind of elevated him above like other men in a room, you know, like you knew yeah. that that guy was somewhat of an authority, you know what I mean? Yes. Sometimes it's hard to pick out who it is, but, and I mean, I don't want to toot his horn too much, but I mean, he was a good dude to work for. Really was. Yeah, he was. 
the best. Uh, learned a lot from him, got challenged a lot yep. by him, which in my opinion is one of the best tenets of a leader is yes. knowing how and yes. like when to challenge people and at what level to challenge them, you right. know, so that they grow into, right. you know, a better, whatever you see for them, right. you know, uh, who else? If you had to pick somebody uh, else, how does yeah, it yeah, that was an easy one for me. I mean, that's always my go-to guy. <laughs> uh, I'd say Matt Boucher. Uh, oh, okay. Really, yeah, man, I, I really like that dude. His philosophy, you know, just in life and a lot yeah. of things matched mine. Um, you know, we weren't we, – we worked together at Truck One. You know, he was – he got injured a few times. Yeah, you know, all on I drove him to the hospital, I think, every time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, we were busy. I mean, we made a lot of fires. So, I mean, you know, the guy, then he had a stroke and had yeah. some, you know, other issues. I'm a young guy, too. And MS, I think he's dealing with now. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all unfortunate because he's a fucking good dude. He's a really Fantastic good actor. guy. I never worked with, well, I did work with him when I was detailed over there, of course. But so one of the, my girlfriend, the girlfriend that I had for a long time, uh, she had a friend and Matt was separated from his wife and they were going through a divorce. And like him and her became like good friends. And so mm -hmm. he came out with us all the time. Yeah. So, and I really didn't know him other than just, you know, here and there yeah. and uh, loved him like yeah. fucking fantastic. You never, never had a chance to work with him at that point. And then like later in my career, of course, when I went down to sixes, I was detailed to truck one a lot. And uh, I, I see what you're saying. Like, just like his philosophy on life and stuff. Like he brought that. He yeah, was he the was same a, dude in a, in a, in a fire department shirt out of it. Well, he was, he was, I mean, in my opinion, a stoic individual that just, Very. Come, they, they weren't necessarily looked at as, as problems, but more obstacles. Like, okay. You know, yeah. How do, you know, how do we overcome this? You know, and he yeah. also was big into training and, you know, I like that about him. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the first time I knew I liked the guy, which you may remember, was the big ass bar fight we were in. Yep. At TK's, TK's. pub. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, dude, that's probably still to this day the longest fight I have ever been in in my life. That fight went on for thirty minutes inside yeah. the bar. It was ridiculous. Are you talking uh, about when he bit the guy? When he, he bit, bit the bouncer. <laughs> yeah, on the dance floor. What you got to deserve? Which you know, Boucher's a badass dude, man. I mean, he's you know. Oh, yeah. I'll uh, talk to you the next weekend. Yeah, he's, you know, I mean. Uh, well, Matt, you know, you know Matt, so in, for transparency's sake, Matt was, it was a, there was a pile, and the bouncers had taken Matt down, and a bunch of people had came on top of them, and Matt was like, dude, I was being crushed. Yeah. Like, I couldn't fucking breathe, and I kept screaming, get off me, get off me, and they wouldn't, he said, so – the first bit of flesh that I've seen, I took a joke out of. That's what Survivor and, does, man. The yeah. pile moved. You know what I mean? Like, and and he in in true form, Matt like paid for that dude's doctor bills and because like I said, I talked to the dude the next weekend. Yeah, he was a bouncer, right? Yeah, yeah he was a bouncer. Yeah, TK. Well, I remember that pile well because well, it went in a wave across yeah. us and a. Uh, buddy of ours was in that mix too yeah. and i could uh you know what i'm talking about and i couldn't tell where he was but i was trying to get a guy off of him and i remember i reached down and i grabbed a pair of pants and i grabbed a 
a shirt or an arm and I lift it up and the pants ripped from the back pocket all the way down to the, the cuff at the ankle, <laughs> you know? And, and of course I didn't see this guy for another 15, 20 minutes while the fight went on. Cause I mean, I, we were everywhere knocking tables over and all this kind of shit. And, uh, we were out front and it wound up being McIntyre. He, cause he was like, man, this one ripped my fucking pants. Right. And I was like, yeah, it was bro. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. yeah bro. I was like, shit, man, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I almost ripped his pants right off of him, but I thought it was somebody else. You couldn't tell who the hell was who, you know, in that big, fight. when I got back air, it was Tony strong was holding a guy. Mm-hmm. He had a shirt on and he was going, take him out, Josh. Yeah, take him out, guy. Josh. And yeah. you went to hit him. And the dude moved and you hit Tony right in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> the dude finally really... squirmed out. And yeah. right when you threw your, I think it was like, I think it was like a level hook and you fucking hit Tony strong right in the stomach. Uh, and he he goes, God damn buck. You hit the wrong. <laughs> and then the dude ran out the back. Dude, I fought. Yeah. Well, I went out back with that guy. I remember I, we were fighting in a parking lot. Yeah. Fuck, that was, Dude, so that was, that that was, was fun. a fucking wild night. Remember, they, they were all, and those guys got kicked out. Oh, yeah. I think, I think our guys for life, started man. it. I think our guys started it. Actually, I know exactly who started it. Uh, yeah, Carter started it. Yeah. 100%. Uh, which was ridiculous, but it was fun. Nobody got seriously hurt, except for the guy that about your bit. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so just to let you know, and, or uh, Myra's in the uh, in the chat, and she just said, "I just pulled over to text. I'll tell Matt tomorrow about this. So amazing, he'll love it." Oh, cool. Maybe he'll listen. Yeah. So so very 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 cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Hey, and thanks for watching too. By the yeah, way, yeah. Um, well, look, guys, we've been going on for two hours. I know we kind of we veered off our fucking topic, which is typically what we do. But um, thank you guys so much for the chat tonight. Uh, always appreciate your questions. Always appreciate your comments. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, so again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So if you guys have not left a five-star review on anchor iTunes, we're on Spotify now. So, uh, you know, if you're tired of listening to Joe Rogan, you want to fucking listen to something stupid. We appreciate the listen. Uh, you can give us a five-star review there as well. We'd really help push the show out. And uh, we will be back next week. Sure. Wednesday, Josh. Uh, Let me make sure. Is Phil coming on or no? I don't know. Yeah, next Wednesday. Okay. First, September 1st. Yeah, we'll try to have Phil on too. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to have have you and Phil on both. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, But... Again, thank you again so much, guys. And uh, we've got new episodes up as well. I put three up today on on Anchor and iTunes. So if you didn't see them tonight, they should be hit tomorrow. But uh, follow the social media links. And again, I tried to get this show out early this well, hey, week. Since, yeah, well, we already know what next show is going to be about. So, I mean, people were complaining that we're not getting it out quick enough. So Yeah, what's our next show about? Hazing. Uh, it's important to bring it back in the workplace. <laughs> so it should be yes. fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. That'd be a good. One. Yeah. So, Hey, so tune in. Uh, if you went hazing to come back into the workplace or you think it's the worst idea of all time, <laughs> join the chat next week, guys, seven o'clock Wednesday. 
for Josh and I at the Alpha Bro Show. Thank you again so much. Have a great rest of your week. Peace.